The views and opinions expressed on the Poor Ass Podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of BME Recovery Content Productions. Any content provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. And on that note, enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I have a new website. Go to www.poraspodcast.com for episodes. That's www.poraspodcast.com. So if you hear vcomedy.com, that is the old website. Go to www.poraspodcast.com for episodes and enjoy the show thanks for listening thanks for supporting bye This is Veronica Poros, host of People I Want to Interview, episode one. I'm here with Nina G. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Veronica. Hi, Nina. <laughs> Hi. It's been so long. I know. Now we're here in this soundproof booth. Yeah, soundproof <laughs> booth, a.k.a. Nina's car. <laughs> and we are in the Prune Yard in Campbell, California. And I'm doing this series of people I want to interview, people who I've found uh, inspiring and my friends that I want to learn more about them, get their story. So let's get right to it. Um, I don't like this. Is, I don't want this to be the type of interview was like, how did you get into comedy? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate that question. It's poor. It's played out. Everyone asks that question. I want to get to like the meat of it. Let's talk okay. about. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about your book. Meat. Oh, let's okay. Talk about your meat. Let's talk about meat. <laughs> let's talk about your book. Okay. Well, the book is basically how I got into comedy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, no, and it's not just that. I just wanted to mess up your question. Um, so, <laughs> um, but the okay, so the book is it is a stutter interrupted the comedian who almost didn't happen, and it is just about my relationship to comedy and stuttering, and so. Um, it is in part about how I became a comic because I wanted to be a comedian since I was 11 years old and it didn't happen till I was 36. Um, and that's when I met you. Um, (laughs) and that, uh, and, and a lot of that was because of my speech and thinking that you had to be fluent in order to be a Mm. comedian and how I came to that. Awesome. So Nina, Nina and I met at San Francisco Comedy College, and that is a school <laughs> run, <laughs> yes. run, by, run by Curtis Matthews, uh, Google it, 
And that's how I got my start in comedy. And uh, frankly, if it wasn't for San Francisco comedy, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my comedy path has taken me into recovery comedy. I do recovery comedy from the friends and family perspective of growing up in an alcoholic home. That is my path. That's my calling. And I've been working on that for the past, I want to say, seven seven years. So with your path, mm-hmm. uh, you've I've seen your stuff before. I've seen you perform. And your first sentence is... I'm Amer- like the world's. I, so I was the world's only <laughs> female comedian. <laughs> then there was one in India. Oh, <laughs> yes, nice. yes, yes. And so I lost that crown. <laughs> um, and then I was America's only. And then a woman who stutters started doing comedy in mm-hmm. New York. So then I became the West Coast only. And then the woman from New York moved to L.A. So now nice. I'm the Bay Area's only female stuttering stand-up comic. And part of that is, is as you know, women in comedy mm-hmm. are rarer than men um and and we're and we're outnumbered there but also in this stuttering world if you have four people who stutter one's going to be a woman and the other are going to be men so Mm. it's like my what are those circles that can stress circles the you know the it's a venn diagram it's a venn i I wanted to use a fancier word (laughs) but um i have two circles that are predominantly male dominated and so Mm -hmm. when you combine those it's a small club Mm. yeah so on top of that you know when you first started you were the only stuttering comedian so now that more the only female the only female yes but in 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 the demographic of stuttering comics it's mm-hmm. still pretty pretty small yes so with 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 that in place um as how many other female starting comics have you come across um there's a woman in england who was doing it for for some time i'm not sure what her status is she's someone Mm -hmm. that i didn't get to know um puja uh, uh, i'm gonna mess up her first it's her last name and i probably messed up her first name (laughs) but puja um was india's only female comedian who stutters and then she is now going to college on the east coast um so she is one of those. And then there's also a woman in Los Angeles who I'm not sure if she's currently doing it. But um, but Pooja was like, she really took on India. Like mm-hmm. she got so much press. And also she was doing really I- I- incredible s- stuff too because mm-hmm. she was working with nonprofits to talk about bullying online and um, and just all kinds of cool stuff. So I was really proud of her and what she did. Awesome. Um, I want to ask the whole, as a, as a woman in comedy, I've, oh, since I've met you, since I've seen, seen you develop as a comedian, I've seen you as a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, as a woman, other women come up the ranks and something that I've noticed with women trailblazers and women following the same path, it tends to get a little Highlander. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing to help mentor instead of getting 
a little Highlander. Okay. So for those who don't understand the Highlander reference is there could only be one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I see those behaviors where I don't see that as, you know, when males try to build each other mm-hmm. up. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think... For me, I think when you stutter, like 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 I always had a joke, or people would always joke with me, like because I would go to this stuttering conference, which yeah. is once a year, and it's an amazing time, and and like and what's, would, what's the stuttering oh, conference? It is the na- na- national st- stuttering. Uh, uh, Association and it's 800 of us, and we go to, to a hotel every year. It's around July 4th, and it's amazing. And you see yourself reflected in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that was a thing that like was the thing that changed my life twice. Like <laughs> twice, mm-hmm. it changed my life. Um, and but like people there would say, oh yeah, so this person's thinking about comedy, and I bet mm-hmm. if she did it. You would cut her, right? I'm all, yeah, 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 I would cut her. But secretly, I wanted people to do it because, um, you know, like, it's, I think, for me, as a comedian, one of the things that really helped my voice was being part of the Comedians with Disabilities Act, Mm. and Michael O'Connell, who was the head of that. He recently passed away. He passed away about yeah. two years ago. Yeah. yeah, and actually, my book, one of the people that it's did mm. did dedicated to is him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just being part of that group and part of that community helped me to develop my voice. And I think, um, yeah, I think you know, I you know, I don't know if there's that competitive part that like women we get into. Um, but for me, when I was a kid, um, I always wanted a stuttering girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I always wanted to find that. <laughs> and I'd have these fantasies, these mm-hmm. intricate fantasies. And my speech therapist, when I was a kid, um, that like, now there's these groups for kids, and there's conferences. Um, Friends is an association of young people who stutter, and they have a mm-hmm. conference every year, and they go to amusement parks, and they go just have fun, and they all happen to talk the same way, but they mm-hmm. have fun. Mm-hmm. I That's something I always wanted, but back then, back in the 80s, they mm. didn't want stuttering kids to go to the conferences mm. because they didn't think that the is like if the kids saw an adult who s- s- stuttered, they'd say, "Oh fuck this! I'm not going to be in speech therapy anymore." And oh. so they didn't let us be in the same room. <laughs> that, w- that was the logic. Yeah, that. yeah. According to one of my friends who is an OG in the s- stuttering world, mm. um, and so now. Now they know that that's not true, and mm-hmm. now, like, because I never grew up really seeing anybody who s- s- stuttered, except mm-hmm. for a few examples on Howard Stern and and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted a girlfriend who s- stuttered, um, and my speech therapist, when I was eleven, um, 
she had another girl of the same age in her practice mm-hmm. and she invited us both to kind of have like a play th- therapy date, you know, where oh. like we would talk about it uh-huh. and stuff. And like, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, we're going to be best friends. And it's going to be like mm-hmm. Laverne and Shirley, but we both <laughs> s- s- stutter. <laughs> like it was, it was a whole buildup in my mind. I yeah. am dressed in like my full on Esprit outfit. And stuff. <laughs> Esprit. Esprit. <laughs> I awesome. loved the Esprit outlet when oh, I was a kid. I don't know Esprit. if you ever went. I I was I do remember Esprit. You may have been a little too young for the Esprit outlet. Oh, I was probably a teenager. Yeah. And then they went bankrupt. Yeah, I know. It was so sad. Wait, but no one bought them. No, no, one... no I think they just built lofts where the fact or 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 where the <laughs> outlet was. So yeah. and, and so I met this girl and she wasn't feeling me at all. Mm-hmm. Like we were just too different because like even mm-hmm. though you stutter doesn't mean that you can overcome all of your social class differences and all of that you know (laughs) was that kind of like like I don't want to be like oh I know this you know person insert race Mm -hmm. maybe you could be friends yeah (laughs) okay so my speech (laughs) therapist her it's her husband stuttered and Mm -hmm. he was part of the nsa of the yeah so she got it from the inside okay so she knew what it meant to be to have a community Okay. So, like, she, so, so it wasn't like, because I've also had that, like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, I know this person who's stuttering. Do you know them? <laughs> do you know them? And sometimes we do, which I, and because at first I get like, I don't know everybody. Oh, yeah. no, him? Yeah, I totally know him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, I think people want to relate, but they just come off like, wow, that was really sexist of you to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to presume goodwill and you tried. <laughs> yeah. It's And it, and it kind of depends on your day, what, mm-hmm. the way that you handle it. So. Yeah. I was, I was listening to NPR and Emily, Emily Blunt. Yes. Did you... Hear the interview? I, I didn't hear what she said, but I've heard what she said in the past. Okay, so she it was a recent interview when um, Mary Poppins is out, and so she's interviewing with Terry Gross, and she used to stutter, mm-hmm. as in used to and no longer. Yes. And the way, this is just my perspective, yeah. but the way she came off on how she overcame stuttering it sounded like conversion therapy. Oh, okay. Say more about that because I didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't hear it? No. Okay. You have to listen to the interview. This is just my take on it. And I think I think she meant well. Yeah. She was teased growing up. Um, so I, I get that part. But the way she talked about it was like, this can be cured. Oh, really? From, yeah. So oh, interesting. So I've read, I, we're Facebook friends. I follow you. Yeah. I read your statuses and, and you do joke and about this whole curing stuttering. Yeah. And I want to know more about, like, is this... Is this, I mean, it's like, I, like, I would compare, like, to someone 
be, you can't cure gay. Yeah. You can't, that's just who they are. Yeah. So, and I think it's very narcissistic that this narrative of like, just go to a school, just do a therapy session to get like yeah. this hyper hard on yeah. to get kids fluent. Mm-hmm. Whereas, hey, why don't you stop being an asshole and just shut up and listen? Yes. Or like, oh, sorry, have to wait five seconds to get a, to wait for a communication to be communicated to you. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see in. A, like a societal acceptance of like yeah people starter get get over it yeah 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 no and that is okay so there's so much there first of all last night i was at the punchline and i had a comedian come up and say isn't there a surgery you could have <laughs> <laughs> Which I've gotten that a few times. Yeah. And then I was like, well, um, a frontal lobotomy isn't Mm -hmm. really what I'm into. Mm -hmm. Just so that I can be more fluent because that is where stuttering is, Mm -hmm. is that it is in the brain. um, Mm -hmm. And it's right next to Broca's area, which is the expressive part of the brain or the like the language producing part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so we have a sensitivity there. And that is why... If we sing or if we use a funny voice, then Mm -hmm. we don't stutter. And that's why um, I always tell people that Marilyn Monroe, yeah. 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 And that's why she talks like this. And if I talked like this, I would be pretty fluent. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'd talk like that. (laughs) Like, like I'm totally makes sense now. And she got janked over by Hollywood majorly. And that's just what people did. Yes. Like, you know, pre-Harvey Weinstein, like, this culture, like, the casting couch culture of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I could understand why she OD'd and did did drugs. Yeah. Like, the amount of pressure. Julie Garland did this, went through the same bullshit. Yeah. Of just, like, these Hollywood dicks, just, like, if a woman to succeed, this is what you need to do. Yeah, totally. And you know what? If Marilyn, maybe there's an alternate universe where... There is a Marilyn Monroe, and she's, like, 95 with a stutter. Yeah. And, you know, the first stuttering Hollywood actress of the 50s. Just right. Just, like, you know, fuck you. Zero fucks to Hollywood. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. But in this dimension, we got the Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and, 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 and she was still great, and she was still fabulous, no. and, you know, all of that. And, and, like, really powerful from a sexual and a comedic. Mm-hmm. Part two, I call her like one of the original sylphs, a stutterer I'd like to fuck. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud of her. Yeah. But the thing is, is what do you give up when you when you have to modify how you speak? Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple ways to think about therapy. One is more fluency. Mm-hmm. Um, in fluency, sometimes we will be in the therapist's office, and in the way that I was taught it, was to talk like this because I could mm. be fluent all day long if I talked like this. But then I would talk like that and that would drive me crazy. It might drive you crazy. <laughs> it's not what I'm into. And it's not me. It's not how I 
mm-hmm. express myself. Mm-hmm. But there's this other kind of therapy, and the American Institute on Stuttering is a really big advocate of this, mm-hmm. which is interesting because Emily Blunt is on their board. She helps with their gala every year. Yeah. yeah. And so I wonder if they're, because I hadn't heard the interview, but if there's kind of this pool. From um, from Fresh Air Lady, what's her name? Terry Gross. Yes, um, to um, kind of pull, like, oh, what's the cure? What is a magic bullet? I, I got mad. I mean, I'm I I consider myself an ally, um, and I need training too. And you help me on this, but I don't know if it was like appropriately mm-hmm. for me to get to get mad. It just I I just felt that it was like. Why isn't NPR talking to people like you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then we're we're doing this in your yes. car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, how do we get other narratives? Yes, out totally. No, and that is where the narrative that everybody likes mm-hmm. is when you overcome it. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and like you know that leads that leads me into the topic of the whole inspiration. Yes, and. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, so how you're Stella o- how, Young. Are, how are you overcoming inspiration? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. That that could be the title of this: yeah. overcoming inspiration. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, think I, found I my love title. that. Overcoming inspiration. You found my title. Yes. Okay. okay. So, so Stella Young was a comedian. She has since passed, but she mm-hmm. was a comedian with a disability from uh, uh, Australia, mm-hmm. and she did a TED talk, and it was on inspiration porn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, inspir- and you're going to love this. Oh, my God. I'll look it this up. This is such a Veronica thing. Um, so, inspiration porn is when you present a disability to somebody or you um, present it as a way to objectify it. And mm. part of it is, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like every more you know. Yes. <laughs> NBC after school special. Oh my god! Oh, totally, it's all that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where um, the after school um, Jerry Blank. You saw that, right? Um, no. Oh, okay. I then I won't even me. go there. But they, yeah, but they did that. Um, so yeah, and so there is that element that that the media hasn't undone yet, mm. and I see it getting worse right now. Mm. And in the stuttering. F- forums that I'm on online, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people really focused on curing themselves, Mm -hmm. where I really think the emphasis, and this is where, like, if I said to people, like, oh, yes, I'm working on my speech all the time so that I can be fluent, people would be like, oh, yeah, that's great, good for you. But instead, I'm like, no, I'm trying to educate people to shut the fuck up and and to listen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and people, I think, are a bit confused about that. Mm -hmm. But I really want people to look at, so there's this thing. Theory, and I've talked to my friend Mean Dave about this, who is in I love recovery. Mean Dave. Yes, yeah, love him. and and so he has looked at this from a recovery way with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a theory from Sheehan um, from way way back that says that stuttering is like an iceberg. Mm. That the very tip of it is what you see. That is our speech. That's our repetition. That's mm. our blocks. Mm. But then underneath that are the feelings. And Sheehan said that those feelings were things like isolation, yes. shame, yes. guilt. Y- yes. yes, that's all the recovery. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, that's a lot of recovery right there. The and, shame, the guilt, the isolation. Yeah, yeah. and but the 
the thing is, is that like if you just shift your perspective, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That the shame could be acceptance. That mm-hmm. um, guilt could be kindness to yourself or to others. Yeah. And and hopelessness can be hope. And isolation can turn into community. Mm. And I just Mm. feel like there's such an emphasis to um, make a disability like the, like it's the worst thing in the world or, you know, it has all this power Yeah, and it's like, I have brown hair. I have my grandmother's big ass and I talk this way. <laughs> and you're Italian. Yeah, yeah, I'm Italian. In case you couldn't tell by the language. Yeah. That's so, that's so great. Uh, what, what else is in, in the book? Like that, like what people... What do you want people to get out of the book when they read it? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like the last chapter is a call to action Mm -hmm. where I say that, like, yeah, I have my own iceberg and everybody who stutters has their own icebergs. Mm -hmm. Um, But also TV producers have their own fucking icebergs and they need to look at that because what is underneath that, their stuff. And this isn't only on a disability issue. This could be on anything. Yeah. It, it's like you know, you know, we're in the entertainment uh, field, and I just I saw I was watching Netflix, and I saw Ellen's um, Relatable, mm. um, really funny. I haven't and seen it yet. I I like it. I really like it. And you know, she. I was in high. Oh God, I was in. I was in high school. When her show got canceled, okay. when it's the coming out ep- episode, mm-hmm. um, I was in high school at the time when her show got canceled and she came out as gay. I, it was I remember it being like a big thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize. Okay, now that I'm I'm about to turn forty, uh, January first. So. What? Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, it's the thirty first for everybody. Thirty first. It's the thirty first right now, and it's tomorrow. So now that I'm a certain age, and like I'm watching her show, and she talks about it. Mm-hmm. She talks about it, and uh, she didn't get work for three years. Wow! And her friend Laura Dern, who played her her girlfriend on yeah. the show, she didn't get work for two years, and. And um, I status that I'm watching. I'm st- I status on Facebook that I'm watching Ellen's show, and I was like, I really hope the people who didn't give her work are eating crow right now. Yeah. Um, it was like you know, fuck you, zero fucks to mm-hmm. like the people who. And I'm it, sure she didn't say fuck, but yeah, sure. no, but no, no. In her very Ellen way, <laughs> yeah. in her very Ellen way, it was like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. In the nicest In possible, likable nice, way. Yes, yes. I'm like, yes, success is the sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where those people are. And it's a very, I mean, it's like, it's only in American Hollywood that I see this type of narcissistic, mm. systematic, like, you'll never work in this town yeah. again. But at the time, there wasn't YouTube. Yeah. So it's like, now it's like, 
like, you know, if Hollywood came up to me, like, you know, a 40-year-old Mexican woman, it's like, oh, you'll never get booked. I'm like, I have YouTube. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. That that now we can create our own shit. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying every underrepresented, like, you know, the stuttering, all the stutters out there, all the people of color, um, you know, stuttering people of color, mm-hmm. like... You know, who's going to give them a chance? And I'm sure they're very beautiful and very talented. I'm like, get a YouTube. Yeah. You know, no totally. no one's going to do it for you. No, no one's going to do it for you. And, and this, and I, and I just wrote my first a- a- academic comedy article that mm-hmm. is published to, t- today. Um, and so it's like, what's the, the website? Time out, oh, I don't know because it is in a book and the book is like a really long <laughs> academic title. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Put it in the show notes, <laughs> but it's a great book and everybody it's and it's 200 bucks. So mm-hmm. get your library to buy it. Um, but in it, I say that it's like, who are all of the famous comics who have a, d- disability they're all white dudes Mm -hmm. and it's like the producers their head that they think people's heads will explode if there's any kind of intersectionality they said that to ellen she's like who's gonna watch a lesbian at the daytime that they told her a station she talks about it in her special like yeah when she wasn't working for three years and you know the ellen show came into her lap and station managers were like who's gonna watch a lesbian wow at 9 a.m and apparently a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And then you got, like, a na- na- Napoline. Na- like cover she girl. Was, yeah, cover, cover girl. girl. She cover was a girl. cover girl. I yeah. Mean, She's on. the voice of Dor- Dora. Oh, she is? Yeah. Um, Little Nemo. Oh, Dor- okay. I Dor- thought you meant the one with the mask. Oh, uh, the mask. Yeah. No. Like, she, that's a Mexican that, girl. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be some... Yeah, that that would not be cool. So I'm glad that it's a, it's a fish. It's a f- Dora. <laughs> okay. No. Well, what's the fish's name? I don't know. <sighs> Dora, the fish, the fish who forgets. She's the voice of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's that, and um, yeah, success is mm-hmm. the best revenge ever. So I don't understand this whole like, like, you know, and she's just like. Punished for being gay in Hollywood. Yeah, Ho- Hollywood is like one hundred percent gay. Mm-hmm. So where is this? Where is this? This behavior, this mentality, even coming from? And then you have like you know the Matt Lowers, the Harvey Weinstein's, um, Les Moonves, who you know because of the work of Ronan Farrow, um, Ronan mm-hmm. Farrow, uh, Rose, Mc- Rose McGowan, and like other women that are coming out of being silenced like Mm -hmm. like there's a like the shift on who to punish is displaced yeah yeah is just majorly displaced yeah where you know before harvey weinstein it was so acceptable like that was the paradigm it was so acceptable like yeah i'll go to hotel room and audition so normal so normal and then after the whole bill cosby the whole harvey and, and like everything now if i get like um 
I, I'm questioning now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm questioning nude scenes mm-hmm. now. Well, yeah, because at, in the movie Fr- Frida, mm-hmm. that was such a Harvey Weinstein. It was. Thing. It was. Oh, it made it me was. so sick. It was so Oh, abusive. so fucking gross. Because in the movie, I was like, this this lesbian scene makes no sense. That's what my mom said. <laughs> yes. I never saw it. My, that's what my mom said. She was so confused. And that was what my mom said. like, that lesbian scene was just really... I don't know. The whole movie was great, but the lesbian scene was just didn't fit. And I was like, well, I guess that's Hollywood. They just want to put some two girls making out just to sell tickets. And then Selma Hayek comes with her story. I'm like, oh, my God. It totally makes sense. She didn't even want to do the scene. She had to be on tranquilizers to do that scene. Mm. And I'm now questioning, like, I got a I got a response back from a like, no, it was a casting call. And I was like, I read it and it was like a nude scene and it didn't make sense. Mm. And I asked, I emailed the producer. I'm like, how does this advance the story? Oh, never got a reply back. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it may have cost me a casting, but at the same time, I'm my brother and I talk about like, like. Hollywood is just advancing, um, investing millions of dollars into special effects. Like, oh, we have this new software. And I'm like, great. Does it help with the story? <laughs> like, I'm like, why don't you have develop a software that detects plot holes? Yeah. <laughs> Bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop Hackery. writing. Stop yeah. writing. Movie is over. Stop writing. <laughs> this has already been done. <laughs> so... So how are, how are, you know, you have this book coming, you have this book coming up, um, you have the YouTube channel, um, you are putting out your own content. Let's talk about trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you know, okay, wait. my Facebook friend, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah. So wait, first talk about what's, what's a troll. So pe- some people may not know right. what a troll is. Okay. So. I, you know, and I'm sure there's another definition, but it's just somebody who goes on for sport to criticize you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I find that predominantly most of the comments on my YouTube channel are all trolls. Mm-hmm. So that is my experience with them. Do you get ever anyone who's like, oh my God, thank you? Um, yes, yes. Okay. I definitely do. Okay. They're not as much fun for me to talk shit about, though. <laughs> um, so, so there is that. Yeah, but no, and, and I love it. Like, I get messages a few times a month from people like, oh my God, I I stutter too, and it's just so great to see you doing this and that kind of thing thing it's like like if they call me an inspiration I'm okay with it it's just you know when people are like oh my god you opened your mouth good for you you're such an inspiration when when fluent people say that you're inspiration exactly that I have a problem um and so but then a lot of it is um is people telling me I should try weed or mushrooms Mm -hmm. for my speech Mm -hmm. that I should um 
you know, at, like, like saying, oh, wow, you are so great, and this is so wonderful. With that being said, I would love to see your tits, or, you know, something like that, or I'd love to show you my penis. <laughs> um, so there's those sexualized kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and, and mostly it's just that women aren't funny, and why should, uh, why should a stuttering comic be a comic that mm-hmm. I should find something else to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is based off of a two-minute set that I did that I knew, you know, heckler videos are such a thing, and mm-hmm. this was a heckler video that I have over a million hits with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, all these insults have also paid me 1500 bucks throughout the years. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just feeding the machine. Yeah, no, just passive income, so. <laughs> passive aggressive income. Yeah, oh my god, yes! <laughs> Do you ever have, like, you know, the, like, a, a conversation with, with these trolls? No, no, I don't. The only time that I have engaged was when a guy said, obviously she doesn't stutter because... Because she looks really confident on there. And someone who has confidence doesn't stutter. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck. Now i got to explain this. And so I went on and I explained Mm. it. And then, of course, he engaged more and more and more. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to stop. But one of the ways that I have dealt with having a YouTube channel, and I think this is important for anybody, is thinking about how and if you're going to engage. Mm -hmm. Um, I choose to engage by making fun of the people on my Facebook Mm -hmm. in my own private way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just let stuff go. And I don't disable my comments. And Mm -hmm. this was a total codependency thing Mm -hmm. because, like... You know how, like, there's a group of people and you can just hear someone starting to dig themselves a racist hole? You know, it's like, Mm. oh, if they go down this path, I know they're going to say something that I'm going to get douche chills on. Yeah. And I don't want to. And so I try to save them from themselves. Yeah. And, and like, and I've understood that about myself and my tendency to do that. And I'm not going to do that online. These are awful people in or you know maybe they got problems mm. maybe they're just acting now maybe you know whatever mm-hmm. um but like i it's not my responsibility to tame them you know or to do something yeah. about them it's just there i'm going to leave it there and mm-hmm. if they want to showcase that they're assholes that's fine. Now, yeah. if they say something kind of racist and stuff like that, I will take that off because I just don't want to have that on there. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, otherwise it's like I can't control them, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to – and so I'm not going to engage. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to this one. I listen to a lot of NPR. Uh, there's – and I, I love Fresh Air. One interview was with uh, – the girl who, the girl who did, no, it was another, another woman, and she, she got a troll comment, and she was, like, heavily, heavily, heavily trolled because of, I don't know, her feminist, her feminist post, oh, I guess, yeah. triggered, triggered someone. Okay, and, and so <laughs> this is just, a, a, as an aside, mm-hmm. I got a gazillion, not, not a gazillion, but I got like almost 100,000 hits the, the week of the first Women's March. 
Mm. And I gave oh. this. Yeah. I remember. What, okay, just go on. Yeah, and so and I asked my friend Scott, who is a math professor. Mm-hmm. I'm all okay. Here's the numbers. There's a super crazy big peak. What is that? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 could that be by chance? And he was like, No, it's 15 st- st- standard deviations mm-hmm. from the norm mm-hmm. of my channel. Mm-hmm. That it would be one in a billion chance that this is a random act. Mm-hmm. And so, what it seems like, and you know, I don't know. I'm just correlation does not mean ca- 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 causation. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that in stats. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that people were acting out on my youtube Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i think there is something like that faceless male version of themselves Mm -hmm. can do that so but you were saying about this person yeah yeah um i don't know if if that her if her trolling correlated during the women's march but it was a troll and she did engage and just started a conversation and a dialogue Mm mm-hmm she doesn't all do it all the time, but she did it this, with this one troll, and it turned out the core of the trolling was because he's lonely. Mm. And I I try not to engage. Sometimes I do, and it mm-hmm. just causes me more harm. Yeah. But I think that's a I it totally makes it totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of trolls. From what I've seen, a lot of trolls are coming from the guys and they probably are are lonely and I don't I don't know I don't I'm not a guy so I don't know what support a guy needs but as a woman and and you know some I I have experienced patriarchal behaviors Mm -hmm. where you know patriarchy isn't very healthy. It's not healthy for men either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, whatever privilege that you're getting out of it, at what cost? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. I'm like, yeah. okay, great, you're a CEO. Great, you're a manager. Great, you get paid more than me. But you're still fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and no. Still, and you're acting out. And you're taking it out on passive-aggressively, or you're just acting out through rape, mm-hmm. or you're acting out through misogyny, or you're just acting out because um, you you yourself are jealous because everyone, like, society is giving you this message of, like, you're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be this and that, and you're not. Yeah. And then you see, like, a woman succeed, or a woman get more views compared to your YouTube, and you're just, la- like, lashing out. Yeah. So... How how have you dealt with, you know, misogynistic attitudes coming at you? Like, how are you mm. diff- diffusing? Or mm-hmm. how are they... Have you, have you had an experience where, you know, like, they're coming off as misogynistic, and then they're like, oh, wait, that was... I was an asshole. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that never happened. That never happened. No. <laughs> no, I mean not at, at least not on YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Never. Um and that's partly why I don't e- e- engage in it. Also, mm-hmm. the thing is is with my dyslexia cuz I also have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the um written word I I I will mess up on. Mm-hmm. And so unless it's really well thought out, I don't try to engage that way cuz it's not my best mode. Um so that is partially why I, I don't respond to these things. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm trying to think of like 
a situation where, you know, I think like, I mean, there's always situations where, because, you know, being a comic and being a stutterer, mm-hmm. I have a lot of men in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I'm married, and my husband is okay with me having male friendships, and it's a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, like, if somebody can treat me just as a friend and as a person, like... I I don't know what that's called or where that goes, but I think it's, it is being treated as an equal. And like, Mm -hmm. I have situations where like, I'll be with mean Dave and a comic will say something on stuttering and Dave sticks up for me or does the explaining instead of me having to do it. So I just kind of sit back and I just kind of watch and I'm all, okay, good. Mm -hmm. This is great. And so, does Dave stutter? Or did no, 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 no. It's just that he's been around me enough, mm. and he's read enough of my stuff, because he edits a lot of my stuff, mm-hmm. that he just knows stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's when there is a genuine re- relationship with a person. And, you know, it's kind of like being an ally. Mm-hmm. There are those points of being an ally where it's like, this is the right thing for me to do, and this is why I'm going to do it. And it's kind of a robotic Mm. thing of Mm -hmm. like, no, this is how we do this. We don't do it like this. But then when there is a is a genuine and authentic relationship with the person, Mm -hmm. it transforms into going past being an ally and just being a person that you would do this for that person because of that. Um, so I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Being human, Human. like going past the ally and just like being a fucking human being. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that's called. (laughs) Compassion. (laughs) Compassion. It's called being human. It's called being human and like, and treating people as an equal because you see them as an equal, not Mm -hmm. like, oh, the, this is a person who has a disability or this is a a person of color and this is how I should act and this is how I'm going to do this. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I do see those type of... That's not being an ally, though. Right? I don't know what's the word for that. Condescending. Condescending. (laughs) It's called Berkeley. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's called Berkeley. Oh, Berkeley. You have so much to learn. Oh, Okay. You you did recently get married. You just celebrated two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> two years ago. Uh, how did you guys meet? We met at the brainwash. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just lied and said Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, for those who don't know, the bra- the brainwash was this open mic. <laughs> Years. It was the longest open mic in in San Francisco. I I, I it's been around since like the nineties, mm-hmm. maybe like late eighties or something. Yeah, like definitely. Tony def- Sparks was to- yeah. running it for a long, long time. Yeah, it closed. It's not there anymore because of gentr- tech, tech, mm-hmm. and gentrification, and and coders that have no sense of humor so (laughs) (laughs) and comics who didn't buy any food comics didn't buy any food oh yeah so um yeah and it was like the it was like part of if you were doing comedy in san francisco that was like 
the place that you would hit up. That was part of your routine. Yeah. And Ethan. Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Mm -hmm. And Ethan, does he still do comedy? Yeah, on occasion, yeah. (laughs) So he's always trying to quit, but never does. Yeah, comedy, you'll never quit comedy. Yeah, You know, it's, 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 it'll always be with you. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain person, but it'll never leave you. Yeah. Not and he writes constantly. Like, he's constantly thinking of things and reading and, and all of that. So who, who asked out who first? Was it you or him? Uh, um, um, so I, so, okay, so here's the whole thing. There was a brand new comic up at the brainwash Mm -hmm. and, and the comic was so excited. He did really well. And I think he was kind of bugging Tony. And Mm -hmm. so Tony, um, so I was playing pinball during all of this. Oh, and you are a pinball wizard. Yes, I am. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, and so, um, and so Tony walked by this comic who seemed more experienced and told the new comic, like, here, talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, so that Tony could go back eating his hamburger or whatever. Um. And so I started to hear them talk, and I'm sure you had this experience too, but when I first started, more experienced comics wouldn't give me the time of day. Mm-hmm. Like, they would never, like, like they, they could barely even look at me, much less, like, sit there and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And this experienced comic talked to this new comic, and, like, and, and I'm playing pinball, and I'm eavesdropping on the whole thing. Um... And then he, and then the new comic went away, um, and then I went, and, and, and I joined the conversation at, at that point. And when the new comic went away, I asked the more experienced comic mm. if he was ever a special ed teacher mm-hmm. or, or or something like that, because I could kind of sniff it out. And he's like, no, but I am a teacher, and I did work with adults who have disabilities when I was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I, I, it's, it's like gaydar. You kind of, like, mm. know, like, oh, this person's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so that's how we met. And then we um, started doing some open mics together with some other folks. And then um, he, a comic said something that he thought I was more upset about than I was. Mm. And so to console me, he asked me out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went from there. <laughs> oh my god, so great! Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. When you first got married, it was you didn't advertise it. Well, I didn't say that I was engaged. I yeah, didn't say no. Anything. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What happened? People who are listening to it. <laughs> so silly. It was. It was the night Trump got elected, and then you just posted your wedding picture. Yeah. And I was like. The only good thing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people told me that. And like, and like, like another another thing was like, okay, I do have girls, women who go ape shit when they get yeah engaged. It's just like picture upon picture, mm-hmm. and then they post a picture of their husband. He just looks so sad, and I'm like, and you're the, and it's like, I'm like, you're like the only one who's excited about this marriage. Yeah. <laughs> And and you and you when it's like and you didn't wear white. It was a red dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like a wet a red dress and your bouquet and you're sitting by the fireplace at like the 
at, at the, the inn. at the Madonna Inn. Is that the haunted one? Um, I don't know if it's haunted, but it's really tacky. That must be haunted. <laughs> yeah, it could like be. Like Shining? It's it have that Shining feel hotel? Um, no, I don't think so. It it like there's cave rooms, mm-hmm. and like you take a shower, and it's a waterfall <laughs> cave. <laughs> Got married there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was just one picture. And I was like, I posted. I was like, thank you. Thank you for not being the woman who, like, posts every second about your dumb wedding. Well, and then I posted, like, my bridesmaids. And... And one of my bridesmaids was Dave, and people were like, did you marry me, Dave? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you and Dave get married? Yeah, yeah, like people were so confused, and finally I was like, no, this is me and my husband. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and and I met him on a Thursday night at the brainwash, and then people were like, you just met him on Thursday night? Like, <laughs> hey, when it's right, it's right. Oh my God, people were so confused. Mm-hmm. And to add, you know, they were all trumped. Trump trauma. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a thing. I'm not. I'm not too surprised that he did get. That he did get elected, and I'm probably going to lose friends over this. But I didn't vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Um, if people defriend me over that, I understand. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do. And I, I voted for Jill Stein. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning was Democrats don't know how to win elections. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Apparently, no, they, they never did. <laughs> They never did. Pelosi's very Highlander with her power, and it pisses me off. Like, we have, like, these young women, Muslim, mm-hmm. Congresswoman, um, the girl from New York, mm-hmm. um, Spitfire, Fiery Latina, asking the tough questions, and which is great. And this, like, Pelosi woman, God, God love her, but it's like you're doing the same bullshit woman thing where once a woman gets in power, all the other women, like, mm, no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, you know, be a man and mentor these women. Yeah. Because I don't... Old boy network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mentor these women to take your place. Mentor... Like, that's what... That's what the old boys network does. They do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, like, I've I've started this before where, like, the Republicans are, like, the board. And even within the Republican Party, they know Trump's insane. Mm-hmm. But they will stand by him right? like the mother who knows who her husband is abusing their kids. Mm-hmm. Just stand by them like Susan Collins how defended Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. And, um, like, no one's business. Although her face sometimes was saying something else. <laughs> and it's like, Democrats don't know how to win elections. They don't know. It's like... It's, it's it's like it's it's something is going on where they they don't they really don't support like green alternative energies they mm-hmm. they will never support like free healthcare really yeah like what Europe does they will never do that yeah and and the way they totally um through Bernie Sanders over the bus because he had a momentum going yeah totally the whole like DNC thing. So I, and then that came out. That totally just lost. That that was my deal breaker from the Democratic Party. Yeah. And even with these prime, these prime like these um, the midterm elections, um, I I did combination vote Democrat 
and Green Party. Mm-hmm. I did Green Party for the local and Democrat for mm-hmm. the for like my senator and governor yeah. and everything like a mixed bag. But um, I'm I'm going I'm converting to like Green Green Party. They're yeah. the first part. They're the first party that they're the ones that are developing like the package for national health care and the Democrats are just like borrowing oh, borrowing from them. Okay. So um I don't know and it's so it's like, you know, you I see people and I had the I've had these conversations with with my brother over like like cuz we we talked about the the protests that are going on in France. Yeah. Uh the yellow the yellow vests and Europe is at a place where um, they they're they're you know free healthcare, free education, and they're used to that lifestyle. So if they go like if laws are being passed like okay, you pay a hundred bucks, like a hundred euro, they're like fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. That's so and, not us. <laughs> no, but like in the U.S., it's so acceptable. Yeah, it's so acceptable to be like you know a million dollars in student debt. Mm-hmm. It's so acceptable to like you know we're in the Bay Area that a house costs my piece of shit house that I grew up in. Yeah, it's like nine hundred forty-five thousand, like nine hundred square feet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's so depressing. I'll never own anything in the I Bay know. Area. <laughs> you, that's why I moved I moved to Portland. Yeah. So, I don't know, as a person who stutters in this political climate that we're in, mm-hmm. and you look at trolls, it's like it, don't you have anything else better than to do like I'm on yeah. the max. I'm sitting on the max, and everyone's on their cell phones. What's the max? Is oh, that the transit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, okay. the, it's the transit. <laughs> it's the transit in Portland, and everyone's on the max. Everyone's on their cell phones. They're not talking to anyone. And I see this guy. You know, he looks nice, nerdy, and I'm like, I bet he's like trolling the shit out of <laughs> some girl. Just like the the meanest shit that he could come up because mm-hmm. like no one knows how to like process raw pain and anger. And so that's what you think, like, the core of, of a lot of things going on right now, mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. Well, wh- how, then, okay, so then the question is, how do you do that? Oh. Uh, like, I, I've been focusing on myself. Yeah. And focusing on, on just, yeah, focusing on myself. What do I need to do? How can I personally myself not be homeless because I have gone through personal financial crisis like that's one of the reasons why I haven't been doing comedy a lot just getting my personal finances Mm. together and I'm still still recovering Mm -hmm. from that it took me and I did I don't have any student debt um, anymore. Wow. Um, but that took like 10 years after graduating. Yeah I'm I'm kind of hoping that I just die with it because it dies with me yeah so i'm just holding on to it (laughs) paying 700 bucks a month yeah to do that i i had uh, like 2012 2012 i had a three thousand dollar balance on my student loan wow and i got a job i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna knock this shit out i was paying a thousand a month to knock it out 
That's and I, amazing. And I paid it in four. And, like, yeah, my my balance was, like, 200 but I didn't have that debt mm-hmm. on me. Um, my credit card debt is, like, 24 $2,400. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. It's not bad. I don't like credit card debt. Um, but, you know, the monthly balance, I don't do the minimum. I do, like, five... I'm, like 500 a month to pay oh, good the, for you. to pay like the principal and the the interest. Yeah. Um so like stutters are just like <laughs> it's like not to put you like stutters in this little yeah. itty bitty category, <laughs> but it's like we all have our fucking struggles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, relationships. You're yes. married. You're yes. a married woman. Like you just happen to stutter. Yes. But you're a wife, and you have stuff, go- like, like going on. Um, and, and I think that is where people kind of, like... Yeah, and that's where, okay, so I think this is it, is that there's always this controversy of are you a person who stutters or are you a stutterer? And the mm-hmm. yes, yeah, okay. and so yes. and so, is it part of you or is it you? And like, what is that? And and I think, you talk about this in your act where like yeah. people think you're this is a character. Yes, a little a little a little character that for you the do. Comedic yeah, effects. yeah, for comedic effect. I right? and that's the other half of my YouTube <laughs> trolls are. She's faking it. I she's, can tell. I know. Fake. I have a cousin. Who I'm it. a cousin. <laughs> 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 and, and so people like kind of attach like that is your primary identity when mm-hmm. it's all these other things too mm-hmm. and um and I think that's where when you try to get out of I don't know if it's like a ghetto or if it's like a like a uh, like a box yeah they um get a little uncomfortable with that sometimes it is uncomfortable it is uncomfortable getting to know someone uh, comedy could only go so far because yeah. people only see you on the stage for 15 minutes and like, oh, I know you. I'm like, you know shit. Mm-hmm. You don't know that I, like, I've actually cried before I got on stage and then the moment I got on stage, I'm like, it's comedy time. Yeah. And then get off stage and then continue crying. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, people just don't know and I think it's just like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be human. Yeah. And do you feel that comedy doesn't always allow that? Or the comedy that is right now? Because, like, and as I ask that, I'm thinking about the, what's her name? Hannah Gatsby right. Netflix thing. Right. It's like comics, especially male comics, lost their shit they about lo- that. They did lose their shit. <laughs> they did. And I, I... I didn't see, I've watched, I watched everything except like the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I still haven't finished it, but I saw, I don't know if I saw what I needed to see, but I, I wasn't, I, I was like in the middle of, of statusing like something. Then I, I took it out and mm-hmm. then I was like, I'm just going to sit with my uncomfortableness. Yeah. And like, what was it? Like, what was it about? And then I posted on someone else's feed, um, someone else's page about it. And I was like, I'm just... So, after I I processed 
like process sometimes it's not good to like post exactly what I'm feeling yeah exactly so which I've made mistakes on doing that so so yeah so um it took I processed it and then went back and posted and what I said was I I think like her 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 style I'm like I'm really surprised on like the reaction people are like having mm-hmm. having on her on her special like some say it wasn't a special some say like it was like groundbreaking or, or whatnot but I think what I have what I have to say it's like she's doing what come what comedy is supposed to do challenge the paradigm yeah and the fact that she challenged the paradigm and then comedians are getting triggered means that she's did her job exactly whether it was funny or not funny and like that like you know what about the alt comics that were coming up in the 90s yeah and people have opinions about that Mm -hmm. and people had opinions on richard pryor when Mm -hmm. he came on the scene because before richard pryor it was like and like one-liners and like suits yeah like any young men kind of stuff yeah (laughs) take my wife please yeah yeah Yeah. like ah Oh, you know, my arms are tired from flying. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you, like, you know, for I, I, I caution on comedians trying to put comedy in a care in a comedy in a category when you're not supposed to put it in a category. Yeah, it's like. Um, you know, I'm I'm doing recovery comedy, which is like you know, and I, I work with Curtis and I've worked with Mark. They're both my mentors in this field, and we're tonight we're doing you know a recovery comedy like showcase, and it's basically it's basically you know um, a twelve step share but with punchlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shiromedy or something like that. (laughs) Shiromedy or something like that. So it's like, yeah, it's my experience, strength, and hope with punchlines. And I've I've done this comedy in my respective 12-step fellowship, and there's a teen fellowship that goes with it, and my teen sponsorship was taken away because I did a comedy set that talked about cutting, Oh. And I'm not a cutter myself. Mm-hmm. I've definitely done self-harm in other ways, but you know, self-harm is self-harm whether I'm doing it with a razor blade or I'm calling myself a piece of shit, mm. you know, that negative self-talk that codependents like yeah. engage in. Like I've definitely done the emotional cutting. Like yeah. you can't you can't see my scars. Yeah. But they're inside. They're invisible. Mm-hmm. You can't see them. So I did a joke about cutting that, like, some people got the joke, but some people felt it was necessary to remove me as a mentor. Like, I was a danger to the teens. Wow. And that was that was the narrative that was presented. Yeah. I respectfully disagreed, and it took eight months and 197 emails to get it back. Oh, my God. So, but in this, in this, I, I, um, my, my, the culture of the fellowship that I'm in... It's hard to laugh. It's hard to... Specifically, like, the fellowship being um, recovery in general or the specific area that you're in? Mm -hmm. 
I want to say, I want to say more that this side of recovery, being affected, being, okay. being affected on the friends and family side of mm-hmm. uh, like al- alcoholism and addiction as a friend and family, it, it takes a while to find the funny mm-hmm. and everyone has a path. I was in my moment of time. I was able to find the funny in a dark, in a dark place. Mind you, um, it wasn't like when I wrote it, it was funny. Yeah. When I, and I was really excited to, to share it and the dynamic, I wasn't like completely wrong for telling the joke, but I wasn't completely right either. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about like, know your audience, Yeah. which the audience at the time and, um, First of all, the environment was, yes, they were mostly, mostly teenagers. Mm -hmm. It's like a 12 plus crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, How I process my recovery, it's not going to be the same as a 13 year old or 14 year old girl or or boy. Um, um, Also, the majority of the audience, they don't go to comedy clubs. Right. They've never been to open mic. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in, like, writing, like, writing cutting jokes is a Tuesday for me. Mm-hmm. And in the, like, this fellowship, they're not exposed to comedy. Mm-hmm. You'll never, you, not never, but you, seeing a comedy show, when I go to my recovery events and the programming content that's out there and the people that put on events, you will hardly ever see it wasn't until, like, I started getting into service and, like, let's have a comedy show. And I'll still get, like, feedback on it. But, mm. um, and you see that on, like, on the recovering alcoholic and addict side. If you go to their recovering events, talent show, comedy show. Yeah. Like, this was a talent show. Oh, okay. and And this was a talent show, yes, and everyone has five minutes. I respected the five minutes. But, um, and the majority of the audience is, like, they're broken. So if I'm walking in there and doing like jokes on cutting, yeah, I could look looking. This has been like two years. I could see that like oh, could be too much. And in the, my normal comedy, the normal comedy scene, if someone's offended, they could step out. Yeah, they could walk out. Yeah. In this particular scene, because of the safety pre- like the pr- safety policy, um, people couldn't leave. Yeah. So. Uh, that it 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 was like a shitty environment to to even have a comedy show if you've never even seen comedy and I come from a very like as alcoholic as it was there was always music mm-hmm. there was always art yeah like my parents are art like artists like mm-hmm. my dad's a musician my mom's like she was she was a dancer in college so and then growing growing up like we there was always art like surrounding not like I was still affected yeah and I come to find and understand and as I was getting like reinstated um making amends to the like to the conference um and then talk having a like some I had some sit-down conversations with the teenagers there um some of them come from alcoholic households where uh any type of artistic expression is forbidden. Like you, mm. like it would mean death if you poked fun at mom or yeah. you poked fun at dad. And I didn't have that realization. Yeah. Then. So was that kind of like it was a privilege that you weren't 
considering in the environment and then the impact that it would have on the kids? Some of them, some of them was like, you know, I didn't think it was funny, but she gets it. Mm. She gets it. Mm -hmm. And some of the adults that I, I felt like psychologically, it's too much to take in Mm. that kids are doing this to themselves. And I sponsor like an aunt. Which, I don't give a fuck about your mom. I hate her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, from a loving way. Yeah. But, like, you know, I do see behaviors from mentors where it's very, like, you're, you're sponsoring, like, a mom. Yeah. Knock it off. Yeah. They don't need a mom. They just need someone to, like, listen to. Yeah. And not be swept up. I saw a lot of, like, like being swept up by emotions of teenagers. And not to say it's the absolute truth, but it's like, you know, whenever I'm sponsoring, it's like, let's put the focus back on you. And, like, you have all these emotions. Like, I want her punished. She needs to go away. I'm like, I'm, I validate your emotions, but we don't punish people on how we, how we are processing our recovery. We don't mm. punish. Let's put the focus back on you. It's not like she said your name. Yeah. Because it's fucked up if I'm making fun of Susie's. I'm just using a name. Yeah. Just Susie's cutting. That's fucked up. Yeah. But if I'm making fun of, like, like cutting. Yeah. As in, like, oh, cutting is so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I got friends on my Facebook feed that, you know, they're Instagramming their, their self-harm. Yeah. What, how do you even process that? Well, and, and, like, part of comedy is taking the piss out of it mm-hmm. so that you can put it out there and to talk about it. And it sounds like that's that may have been some of your intention of, like, yeah, this thing's going on. Yeah. That was. Yeah. And then it just came out totally horribly wrong. Yeah, which <laughs> it oftentimes does in comedy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. But my fellows, they've never seen comedy. Yeah. Or they went to the improv once like nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know comedy. I, yeah. You know. My little skits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad. My, my son does skits. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> oh, it's been a learning experience. You know, and like so much of comedy is like talking about the most shameful parts of yourself and your family and your communities and all of that. And it's. Um, and I think that is really hard. Um, like, like I have a joke about my grandmother who was addicted to prescription drugs. Yeah. And seriously, because I have my doctorate, and when I finished my doctorate, I called her up, and I'm like, hey, Grandma, I have my doctorate. And first thing, this is not a joke, first thing she asks is if I could prescribe mm-hmm. that was the first thing <laughs> not, like, hey congratulations not you well you're the first one in the family to graduate college and you, now you have your doctorate can you do drugs none of that <laughs> can you give me some value was basically it yeah. and like how do you talk about like like i what i love about comedy is that i'm able to talk about that mm-hmm. and make a joke about it and i'm and and i'm able to talk about that in various audiences mm-hmm. and i and i figured out eventually what those audiences were and how to yeah. talk about that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you also don't get to that point unless you can try it out and i think a lot of times famous comics are at their open mics mm-hmm. and they say things that 
they wouldn't say it on a special, but then they get called out for it when yeah. they're trying to work that out. Yeah. And it sounded like you were trying to work out that joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's, this is why comedy is so much trickier because if you did a poem about it, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, we did a poem about cutting. It's like, oh, she's so brave. <laughs> Some slam poetry. <laughs> oh, that was powerful. <laughs> oh yeah, God. it's different. It's a different genre. And I think with, I mean, in my experience, what happened with me, you know, codependency, it's it's like, we're not nice people. Mm. And, and if I'm doing a generalization, so be it. Codependency is nothing about being nice. There's mm. nothing nice about codependency. It's all about control. Mm. It's, it is all about mm-hmm. control with codependency. And it's like with comedy, if I'm a codependent and, and you know, someone's on stage speaking on stuff that she shouldn't be speaking about what, because she's a woman or whatnot, whatever yeah. biases is going, and I'm a codependent, it's like, how fucking dare you? And I can't control, you can't control comedy. Yeah. And as a co- as a raging codependent looking at comedy in my recovery, yeah, comedy in my recovery, it's like not my America, because <laughs> I can't control. Like I think the most I could do is probably write a letter that I was offended mm-hmm. to the area chairman, just mm-hmm. long, big old long email. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, it's a it's and it it's it needs to be talked about. Yeah. Like, you can't control. Well, it's like, is that, you know, with trolling, is this, like, about control? Like, just desperate, lonely guys just trying to desperately... Control something. Control something or keep keep the patriarchy alive. Yeah. Like, no, like, you know, it's like 303. Um, we're, like, towards the end, end of our interview. Um... Highlights of 2018, and what do you look forward to in 2019? Let's see. So, of course, the book. The book is coming out August 6, 2019. It's on pre-order now. Nice. Yeah, and just, like, the whole process of getting a publisher and looking at... Because I'm going with a hybrid publisher, Mm. which means that it's an independent publisher. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my own money behind it. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm in desperate need of gigs right now Mm -hmm. because I am financing this partly myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just raising the the money from speaking engagements Mm -hmm. to put that forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went with a hybrid because I didn't want... A publisher to say, no, we really need for you to be an inspiration at this point, not say the word fuck. Like, that is why... <laughs> fuck that. There's nothing inspirational about that. Exactly. That, And that's why I'm going with She Writes Press, mm-hmm. because I... They don't give a I, fuck. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give a fuck. Um, and they are... And they are supportive of the voice that the person brings. Good. Yeah. And also, I'll, I might actually make some money off of it, where mm-hmm. if I went with a traditional publisher... I you know, get a dollar a book. Penguin. Yeah, yeah, penguin. I'd get you know fifty cents a book. Um, so, um, so finishing that up and moving ahead and trying to let people know about it is mm-hmm. um, 2019. 
So pre-order on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They could just search. and and Barnes and Noble. But I always encourage people to pre-order it at their bookstores locally, so that the independent people get the business. Mm-hmm. But if you have a Amazon card laying around that someone gave you, <laughs> so be it. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, my guest for episode one, the kickoff <laughs> episode, Nina. Nina G, where where can people find you? They can find me at ninagcomedian.com and stutterinterrupted.com. And if they need to book you, they could go there? Yes. Cool. Either one of those, you'll, you'll get to me. Cool. And uh, my name is Veronica Porras. You could find me on vcomedy.com. That's V-E-E-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, Veronica. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.